This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. I was a young person. I was travelling. I met a, uh, a friend, well, I made a friendship on a, a trip across Asia and uh, she ended up at Lache in France, the original community, which is where the movie's made. And so I went there to visit her. It's as simple as that. That's how I got hooked in. <laughs> a random experience while travelling, but it kicked off something yes. very beautiful. The philosophy of Larch is quite different from other institutions that work with those with an in, uh, intellectual disability. Can you explain how it does differ? Well, I suppose it goes back to the foundation where Jean had met people living in huge institutions which were, were terrible places in the 1960s. And he, what he saw was that people were being isolated, locked up, not because they'd done anything wrong, not because they were ill, but because they were weaker and they mm. couldn't cope in the dominant culture. And so they had... Therefore, a double level of suffering. I mean, it's always a big adjustment and a sense of loss to live with a disabling condition. But then to be rejected on account of that is another layer. And mm. so he made the decision to ask some men to come out of an institution and share a home with him. And his vision was if we can create a life together where there's friendship, then we take away that secondary level of, of pain and of suffering. If we create a place where people know that they're valued, that they have a place, they have a right to be there and that they mm. can grow and flourish. And there's now a number of large homes around the world, which is amazing. What was it that first appealed to you about the one in France that you visited in the 60s? Well, I think it was the radical nature of what they were living. Like I had been, I had been a student at university in the late 60s when we were, you know, we were going to change the world. The world was changing <laughs> and, uh, and there was a sense of urgency because we only had five years to do it. And then I turned up at this place where people weren't invested in a lot of political rhetoric, but mm. what they were doing was highly political. And essentially what they were saying without preaching was, if you want to be here, be here, put yourself alongside the person in greatest need. And it doesn't take long to figure out that the person in greatest need isn't necessarily the person with an obvious disability. Often it's the person who's trying to be of assistance who's really wrestling with personal pain, do you know? Yeah. So it's like it turns the tables upside down in a way. Mm. And so it was that radical, I suppose you'd call it a social experiment really, because of course Lash was born in that whole countercultural community commune movement of, of the late 60s, early 70s. Right. And about the particular thing about Lash was that the focus was to welcome people with an intellectual disability to share life together. And the discovery over time is that I may come, most of us come in a sense of generosity and wanting to, you know, I, I decided eventually to volunteer a year of my life, which was pretty noble, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then when you actually get into sharing life with people and discover their stories and allow their story to impact your story, you realise I'm being changed and shaped by this experience. Mm.
calling me to something authentic about what it is to be human. Mm, Very much so, because when you watch Summer in the Forest, one of the things that strikes you, or at least it got me, was the really gentle, sincere nature of the friendships between those that were being looked after and the different carers. I think people can often assume that it's hard to make a friendship with someone who has a disability of, of any sort of kind because there's something different or perhaps something that creates a barrier between us and them, but that's not the case in this movie. So what what do you think is the real basis for the friendships that have formed between the two? I think it's a recognition of the common humanity and over time you discover that it doesn't matter how disabled, in inverted commas, a person may appear to be, fundamentally that person is much more like me than unlike me because we're people. We're people. We have hearts that yearn for relationship and friendship. We, you know, we laugh and cry. We want to, uh, we want to have meaning in our life. We want to know that we can make a contribution. Like we share all those fundamental attributes of humanity. Yeah, and it's important not to forget that, which I think Jean really brings up so beautifully. One of the things he says that he learned through spending time with those with an intellectual disability is to just be present in the immediate moment and share that time that you have with them. From your years of experience, what have you learned? Oh, heavens yes, same thing. I mean, one of the great learnings is to know you just have to completely reshape your understanding of time, do you know? It's (laughs) not a highly efficient way of living. It is a way of living that demands that you take time. And when you take time and slow down, the world opens up in a different way. There's a possibility, an invitation, if you like, to live the present moment and to see things through a different lens. Mm. I often have the experience when I'm out in public with one or other of my friends and sometimes people look at us and sometimes in the in the look you can sense the, oh, I couldn't do what you do. And yet the truth is, I'm actually onto a secret here and I wish you could discover it, you know, yeah. because we'd all be better off if we could make that discovery. Yeah, and it's so life-giving, which I noticed in the movie as well, that a lot of people can have this assumption that working with disabled communities is something sort of sombre or kind of there's that kind of overarching feeling on it. But in Larch, it's very much life-giving and there's excitement and there's humour. How do you think they foster that within those communities? I think it's just about being who we are. I think it's, for me, it's about like the dominant narrative in our society, say, for example, shaped by the implementation of the NDIS, is about people's rights. And I absolutely support people's rights. But I would say that in Lash, we try to go a step further, which is it's not just that you have a right to be here. You have a contribution to make. Mm. And without that contribution, we are all poorer. Another way I like to say it is that there is an unrepeatable grace in every life and unless we create the kind of environment where that grace can flourish, we are all poorer. Mm, Oh, I like that. That's something to totally remember. We should tweet that, an unrepeatable grace in everybody's life. I like it very much. And the the whole concept of Larch was founded in a gospel message. Obviously, it's open to people of a lot of different faiths, but I've seen that you've said in the past that you felt like it was somewhere that gave you an authentic way to live out the gospel. Why was that? Well, the thing is, 
life in Lush is very daily and very earthy and, you know, it's giving showers and brushing teeth and washing dishes and all of that. And so how do you make meaning in that part of your, when that's your life, you know, Mm. as an assistant living in a home? And I suppose for me, the words I put around it are that I learned in Lush to read the gospel from the underside to read the gospel through the lens of people who are on the margins of the dominant culture. And if gospel is not good news to those people, it is not gospel. Mm. And so that was my discovery, really, and my starting point for what the message of the gospel actually is. It is for the poor of the earth. And they do seem to totally get a handle on it. All of the different guests represented in uh, in Summer in the Forest, they have such a deep perspective and they do think about spiritual things and how their lives connect to religion. How does spirituality work in the life of those with a disability? How have you seen it function? Well, again, I think it comes back to having a place where we talk about meaning and the meaning of our life and the meaning sometimes of our disability and where we can place and understand that meaning. And people with an intellectual disability as a group of people have an openness to to the beyond the rational dimension of human experience. Do you mm. know? They're, they're touched, they're... they're um, their affective capacity is very high. They sense things between people. And all of this, I think, leads us into a capacity for a spiritual path. Mm. Well, I certainly hope that a lot of people pick up on that from Summer in the Forest because to me it was so pronounced and I think it's going to impact quite a lot of people, Eileen. How do you personally hope that the movie really does resonate with audiences? Well, I hope that there's a discovery that you know, in, a, in our world, which is increasingly afraid of diversity, building walls and all the rest in many ways, a world which we can give people their rights but push them into social isolation. Um, I'm hoping that it will be an invitation to people to discover the fundamental humanity of each person and give us the capacity to go towards one another Mm. rather than to withdraw from one another. Mm. Well, thank you so much for the work that you have done over the years with those with a disability. I know that they appreciate it and it's a beautiful attitude that you have to the work that you do and the people that you work with as well, Eileen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and do encourage people to go to the website and uh, it's an on-demand movie at Movies Change People. It's an on-demand movie, so we need people to buy tickets so the movie will run. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.